0: you're listening to What's Your Number. The podcast where we ask ourselves and others that age-old question, what's your number? In the hopes that telling these stories from our sexual past might help us get a little closer to understanding why we are the way we are. I'm Olivia, recording from Barcelona. And I'm Mariah, recording from New York City. Yes, good. <laughs>
1: Sure, let's do it. (laughs) Let's get into it.
0: Um, Awesome, great. Well, Christian, thank you so much for uh, joining us or me today. Um, Do this very spur of the moment interview with me.
1: Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs)
2: This is so funny.
0: Um, Yeah, so uh, guys, uh, Christian is a really good friend of mine who just moved to New York and uh, wanted to have him on to kind of, give us a little bit more perspective from the gay community, because that's something that I feel like we're really kind of lacking on our show, um, to, you know, straight women. So, um, yeah, Christian, uh, what's your number? (laughs) You don't have to answer that if you don't want to.
1: I was going to give, I was like, Hmm, is she asking for my social or my phone
2: number?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, as I think, you know, like, What we do in the show is is talk a little bit about, um, I guess, stories from our sexual past. Um, But first, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, Yeah, tell us about yourself.
1: Uh, Sure. So I just moved here like a week ago from Austin, Texas. Um, Originally, I lived in California for a little bit. I went to school out there and I'm a software engineer, so I work from home. Um, Yeah, that's... And I have a LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> and you're single.
1: And I'm single. You're
0: single. Great. Yeah. And do you feel like over your lifetime, are you mostly like in relationships or out of relationships? Uh,
1: mainly out. Like I've only been in like two, two relationships for forever.
0: Okay. Got it. Uh, why do you think that is?
1: Um, I... I love being single, honestly. I mean, I think for me, I do love being in relationships, but I have always really valued like my independence. And um, yeah, I guess I haven't really found anybody that's convinced me that being with them is better than being single.
0: <laughs> hmm, that's actually, That's actually funny to me, I guess. Well, I don't know why. I, I guess I kind of see you as more of a relationship person, mm-hmm. but maybe that it's also just because I feel like you're like kind of chill. Yeah, and you're you're not like go go go. You're not like rushing to the club, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but
1: yeah, I mean that's definitely true. It's like I think for me, it's I. I mean, I do really want to be in a relationship. That would be awesome. But uh, at the same time, it's like I'm definitely more of a homebody, and I tend to do my own thing. So.
0: Got it. Yeah. Got it. Um, Yeah. So what do you like, what has your experience been like just dating in general over the course of your life? Like what has been the trend?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it started off on Tinder. My first boyfriend, we, uh, he lives in uh, Montreal and we did like this long distance relationship.
0: Oh, that's kind of, I would see, like, do you speak French?
1: He did. He spoke uh, Quebecois.
0: Oh, yeah, that's spicy. Oh, he
1: was definitely my type of guy. I'm still <laughs> madly in love with him. But the uh, it was, um, I mean, it was just really hard. We tried yeah. to do it for a year and he would come see me like once a month. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it's just, we tried to make it work. I was even planning on moving to Montreal. I was like, oh, this is the love of my life. I'm definitely ready to fly 3,000 miles away. <laughs> But yeah, so we dated for a little bit and then I was single. Well, I was jumping into quite a few relationships after that. Was this when
0: you lived in California? Like, Mm -hmm. wow, so Montreal to California, that is... Such a huge difference.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Did you have your location set like really wide or was he just like traveling? He was
1: visiting. So he oh. had a friend who was in uh, the, he was going to the law school out there and he was just visiting for for the weekend. Got it.
0: And yeah. like, what was your first date like?
1: Oh goodness. <laughs> um, it was amazing. I was so nervous. We had been talking for about like four months and mm-hmm. we went on a couple uh, FaceTime calls and stuff. So I, there was just a lot of buildup. Mm-hmm. And he had finally visited. So Ooh. I was like super nervous. You should have seen me. It's like... As I was standing outside his door, I'm like, don't have a panic attack. Please don't have a panic attack. Oh, my God. But I was just, yeah, but as soon as I saw him, it's like I just went in, kissed him. We watched movies, like, the whole night. It was amazing. And then I spent the next, like, five days just wandering San Francisco with him.
0: And and you guys hung out, like, at a house or something?
1: Uh, he had uh, he was at a hotel.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, he had nice. gotten a hotel.
1: Okay, yeah. amazing. So it was, oh, I love Mike. He is, I will always he will always have a special place in my heart.
0: Aw, amazing. Mm-hmm. That's. Yeah. I feel like that's so nice when you can kind of start out your, your like, I guess, experience as, like, a sexual being with mm-hmm. somebody who, like, really respects you. Yeah. And is a good person.
1: Yeah, he was. Like, he definitely, he had his insecurities like anybody else. I mean, God knows I definitely had my insecurities back then. But he was always really kind and considerate. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, But it was, yeah, that was good. And then after that, I ended up, um, I dated maybe two or three guys. Mm -hmm. And then I was single for a little bit. Okay. But yeah.
0: Were you like heartbroken when it ended?
1: Oh, so heartbroken. It took, but it was completely my fault. Like I had, uh, I had not been faithful. Oh. And he had found out and yeah, it was, it was over in an instant. But yeah, oh, it took a solid like year and a half for me to recover from that. Okay. But,
0: and he was like, like there was no, cause you guys were long distance. So mm-hmm. there was no wiggle room.
1: No, no, but, it was completely, completely like monogamous.
0: That's like pretty tough though. Cause I mean, you're yeah. in college. How old were you?
1: I was 20, 25. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. You're in college, you're 25 years old, and you're dating someone who lives 3,000 miles away. Yeah, and
1: it was like the first time, like when I lived in San Francisco, I had this like sexual awakening. Yeah. Because, you know, before that, I had never, yeah, exactly. So it's like before that, I had never, I don't know. It's like maybe I was just ashamed of my sexuality, so I didn't actually like venture out. But then once I got to San Francisco, I just let it all go and just was- sleeping all over the place.
0: And then you met him kind of in the middle of all that. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. got it. Yeah, that's, that is, I feel like you always meet somebody that you really like when you're having like a slut face.
1: Exactly. Like, that's exactly (laughs) how it works. You're like, no, I'm just going to live my best life. And then your husband just falls right in front of you. like, okay, well, now I, mean, I gotta do that.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so then you guys tried to be monogamous, and that just didn't work, and yeah, you broke up. Yeah, it didn't up. work. Okay, so then what was your like MO after that?
1: Um. Oh, I went into like rebound boyfriend mode. <laughs> I was like, I just missed him so much. And we went from texting all the time, like talking on the phone all the time, to just complete silence. And oh my that gosh. was like crushing I was like dude this is really tough so I think after that I just tried to uh, I tried to fill the void I guess
0: have you ever talked to him since then
1: um I did reach out once and just like tried to say that I was sorry and then he um he did like write back and said that he was just sad how it ended but Mm. yeah I'd only talked to him once after that wow yeah yeah I think for the longest time, it's like I also I'm like a recovering cheater. So it's like I think now I'm finally at the age where it's like I'm taking responsibility for my actions back then. Yeah. And at the time, like when everything happened, I was just blaming him. I was like, oh, well, I did it because he was this way and this way. And now it's like
2: Mm. I see
1: the error of my ways. You know, it's like it stinks how things went down. But at the same time, it's like, it was a good eye-opening experience. Yeah.
0: What was like, how did you cheat on him? Like, what was.
1: I slept with someone that I had met at the bar. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) he, yeah, he had found out. Yeah, he he, like went through some of my stuff and he found out.
0: It's weird because I feel like it's. I don't know, was it like emotional cheating or was it just literally just- Purely physical. Purely physical. Yeah. yeah, see, it's kind of weird as as we've gotten older, I don't know, like, I mean, of course, like if my boyfriend did that, I'd be upset, but we like live together. If we were mm-hmm. living, you know, so many miles miles apart like that, I think we'd probably have to have some type of arrangement where there could be physical- Things mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I guess it's kind of understandable in a way, looking back.
1: Yeah, I think it's like for me. That's the other thing that's kind of tough because I am not somebody who is. I mean, I will get jealous, but I get jealous from the emotional perspective. Yeah, like if too. I had a partner who he got really drunk and asked, like, made out with a guy, and I yeah. found out about it, I would just roll my eyes and be like, okay, well, like. Did you? Was he at least a good kisser? You know, it's like I'm not gonna get upset, but it's like if he starts building a bond with yeah. with someone, that's oh when I start getting like really jealous. Yeah,
0: that's. I will be like throwing kni- throwing yes. knives at you. <laughs> like I will
2: be. I'd so be like, get out. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I know, there's no way in hell I'd be so, so mad if my, yeah, if there was an emotional aspect involved. Yeah,
1: and that's the thing. It's like most of the relationships that I've had in the past, it's flipped. So it's yeah. like the guy, usually it's the other way around where it's like it's purely physical and emotional. And for me, it's purely like emotional. Mm, from okay. Like emotional cheating really, really hurts.
0: Got, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, so you, for the people you date, physical cheating is bit more of a big deal.
1: Yeah, that seems to be my go-to. I'm trying mm-hmm. to trying to fix that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we'll see.
0: Um, got it. Okay, so after that, then you were kind of like you were in your hoe phase, <laughs> still in your hoe phase when you left San Francisco.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm still in my hoe phase, pretty yeah. much. But um, you kind yeah, I've had some
0: relationships.
1: I definitely after Mike and I broke up. Oh, I hope he's not listening to this, but. uh, (laughs) Hello, Mike. (laughs) Hi, Mike. I
0: love you. (laughs) um,
1: Yeah, after that. (laughs) After that, it's like I started like really exploring like more of my sexuality. Like Mm -hmm. I was going to the sex parties and like I was like doing three, you know, it's like I was just exploring and seeing, but I think at the time, now that I look at it and from like now that like I've stepped away from it, I think I did it to fill the void of not having him around, you know, mm-hmm. because it was just getting to be so excessive. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: It definitely does. I think I've, I've done the exact same thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, it also, I think it's like you feel rejected. So you do it to kind of fill a void of, and to feel validated again. Yeah, exactly. And that's
1: what I did. It was for that like validation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So one of the reasons that, uh, I wanted to talk to you was to kind of talk a little bit more about, um, just, I guess like dating in the gay community Mm -hmm. and you were, I think we had chatted a little bit and you'd, you know, you'd mentioned that it's, it can be, it can be a little bit different in that way. Um, I guess particularly around the physical aspect. Mm -hmm. So what would you say about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, where to begin? Um, I think, What I always like try to describe to people when it when how it works in the gay community is that for straight people, most of the time there's going to be this differentiation, right? It's like girls are typically not going to sleep with their other girlfriends and straight guys are not going to sleep with their guy friends in the gay community. Those lines are like completely blurred. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like your friends are also going to be. So there's all this this whole new dynamic that just complicates everything. And I think that's why it's, I don't want to say it's difficult, but it's not commonplace for most gay men. And this is just like an observation. It's nowhere Mm -hmm. near reality um, to have like monogamous relationships, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've observed the same, I mean, just around, especially in like New York Mm -hmm. and just anecdotally hearing about it. Um and yeah I mean I guess I've been I've definitely been curious myself like why that is. Yeah. And so you would say that part of it is that you know your friend community there's also a potential attraction within Yeah
1: yeah that and I think that's like what like what was difficult for me as I kind of jumped into it. when I first started getting involved in um I'll say a gay community was when I was in San Francisco. And I think just coming from a small town, I'm like, oh, everyone's going to be like so friendly, you know, like we're <laughs> a close knit community. And it's just not that, you know, I mean, okay. it, there there are pockets of that, but it's like the people who you're befriending are also the people who you're in competition with. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it, it just gets most, I, I, let's just say I don't have a lot of gay friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in, interesting um, that you say the word competition. yeah. So it's really comes down to this like competitive nature. Like, no, Mm I want to fuck this guy, but you could also get with them.
1: Exactly. Is
0: there like jealousy involved in, in some, cause like, I guess when I hear about um, just any like non-monogamous relationship, I'm like, oh Mm -hmm. wow, you guys are so evolved. You know, you've got to the point where you can just let your partner do whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. would you say that there's also and a certain amount of jealousy that's involved from what you've observed about these non-monogamous relationships. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: It's like, I think when in these non-monogamous relationships, it's just, how do I want to say this? It's like, you'd have to be, there's totally new waters, you know, it's like, because you're going to be finding out boundaries that you never even knew existed. So I think, I have seen couples who have been open for like 20, 30 years and they've made it work and then others have opened it for other reasons, you know, so I think it really just depends on the couple. But yeah, in the gay community, it's uh, it's definitely something that's more commonplace and I I don't know how they they make it work. So
0: yeah, have you ever been in a non non-monog- monogamous relationship?
1: Um, sort of. I was dating a guy where we allowed each other to to sleep with other people. But that relationship didn't really last long. We were only we were together for like six months. Mm -hmm. So I had found out that he was sleeping with somebody else. And I mean, I was upset, but I was more upset about the lying. You know, it's like, yeah, just tell me what's going on. Totally. So then we tried to have something open, but then we just ended up drifting apart and we're like, I don't think this is going to work. Yeah. yeah. Cause like,
0: I mean, even if you're non monogamous, I mean, especially if you're non monogamous, like, um, honesty is extremely important mm-hmm. in that yeah. case. Yeah.
1: Honesty and communication. Like, you have to communicate when it comes to this, when it comes to doing something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah,
1: 100%. I think like, Even for me, I think ideally I would want to be in a monogamous relationship, but I don't think, hmm, I think it's, it doesn't cater to human nature. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's something that's more culturally shifted and there's a lot of economic reasons why it's like good to be in a monogamous relationship, but it's like, I think that we're human, you know, it's like, we want to fuck all
0: the time. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think that there's something to the, I mean, obviously you've never been like um, a straight woman. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't really answer. I feel like
1: a straight woman a lot of the times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Okay,
0: great. Um, Well then maybe you're the perfect person to answer this question, but I'm curious, like is there something to the kind of I guess like male sex drive that has something to do with
1: absolutely you would say definitely yeah
0: I don't want to say that in a way that like minimizes like obviously there's tons Mm -hmm. of like horny women out there but um I I just feel like I hear these stories of like sex parties that um that happen in in the gay community Mm -hmm. and it just sounds like it's like very very like a lot of like testosterone and Mm -hmm. very intense and like Um, I feel like I just don't hear the same thing coming from, for example, the lesbian community. But Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe I'm just like not clued in, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, same, same. I have no idea. Whenever I see, like, yeah, I I have no idea. But um, I think when there still is the sex drive, like the male sex drive in the gay community, there's just, there's no, I don't know if I'm going to be saying this word right, but there's no impediment when it comes to, because I think biologically women have to be smarter when it comes to who they choose, you know, because men are fucking crazy.
0: Men are fucking crazy. They're crazy. Yeah.
1: So it's like, I think, but in the gay community, it's like there isn't any of that. So the accessibility for sex is just there, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and like you kind of, there's also just the assumption that that person's just completely probably down. And um, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, you had mentioned to me at one point um, in one of our conversations that uh, more people are non-monogamous. Mm-hmm. More people tend to be non-monogamous in the gay community. So like, mm-hmm. but obviously, I feel like in the straight community, not right. so much that way. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't go up to, you can't just automatically assume someone's like down. hmm because you're like, oh well, I don't know the relationship status, but in the gay community, maybe it doesn't matter as much.
1: Yeah, and I think that there's, and this is a hot take, and <laughs> but I think that there's less skin in the game for gay relationships, you know, because I think there is the poss, and this is just like purely speculation. It's not anything that that is proven yeah but i think that in straight relationships it's like there's always the possibility of having a child with that person you know and it's like and then once that happens it's like then the best thing is for the couple to stay together but because of that i think now it's like what gay what the gay community tries to do is emulate a lot of how um heterosexual relationships are like there's still the the gender dichotomy between like the like the man and like the like aggressive doer like man, mm-hmm. and like the more submissive
0: mm-hmm. person, yeah, totally, yeah, I feel like there are in in like in you know, in any type of relationship, there's that dichotomy, whether it's you know the man who is like the more passive one or you know, I mean, I know a lot of relationships where like in straight relationships where the woman is totally like <laughs> you know like in in charge of that situation yeah. so. Yeah, I feel like it's just kind of like the kind of like
1: personalities in a way. Yeah, I guess it it depends on the person in a lot of ways. Masculine
0: and feminine. Yeah, for sure.
1: That's something that I think is what's tough for me, and I think this is something that I have been guilty of in the past too. Is that toxic masculinity is like a very real thing in the Mm -hmm. gay community. It's like we still idolize the heteronormative like gay man. You know, and it's like, I think in a lot of ways, I don't want to say that causes causes a lot of disruption in the community. I don't know if that's the right word. But yeah, it's definitely, that's like been my biggest issue in the community.
0: When you say idolize, and also like what's the standard, I guess what's the traditional like uh, straight man in, in that sense?
1: The muscular. Okay. Um. Tall.
0: Okay.
1: Has a great job. Um. Very well-educated,
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of a, um, uh, I don't want, dominating is too much, is too strong of a word, but like, like overconfident.
0: Yeah, like very like assertive, mm-hmm. masculine, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. that like sort of machismo. To yeah, her. like
0: hyper-masculinity mm-hmm. kind of, okay, exactly. interesting.
1: Yeah, so there's there's a lot of that, and I see it all the time. And like I said, it's like, I've been guilty. That's like something that I've like tried to fix in my personality because I was, I used to be like that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, and I probably still have like reminiscent traits that try that still keep that dichotomy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's definitely been like the biggest, I mean, that's something that for me was kind of tough in the beginning.
0: Yeah, because I feel when you were describing all of that, I was like, oh, you're, you know, you're tall, you're muscular, you're handsome, (laughs) you're successful. (laughs) And then you said Munchies one, I was like, you that. <laughs>
1: that's definitely
0: that's not. not no that's not that's not it um, do you feel like it's been like how has like your because you were talking about how you kind of feel like you had some of that machismo so how has like your role in the relationship kind of shifted as you've gotten older and dated more people
1: um I uh, man that's a really good question so like how you're asking like how I have changed when it comes to like particularly to that dichotomy in the relationship
0: yeah like how have you changed the way you relate in the relationship and like yeah
1: yeah so like for me i definitely in the past like i took more of the submissive role like i kind Mm -hmm. of wanted the the more toxically masculine guy Mm. and now it's like when it comes to relationships it's like i i feel like i try to find a guy who doesn't want to be a part of that dichotomy you know it's like he just want you know it's like he just is who he is without having to prove that he's a man or like a woman or something. It's like, mm. he just is.
0: Mm-hmm. So. That, see, that to me is the sexiest thing. Yeah. When someone just is who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, there was a couple episodes ago for our listeners. Um, I, you know, 25 year old Mariah hooked up with <laughs> the cool guy yeah. at this like rafting company that I worked at. And um, he was just like, he was very flamboyant. Mm-hmm. but like also very muscular and there was just something about this like how he kind of just was like kind of androgynous but mm-hmm. also just kind of himself like yeah. i just love it when someone is just like a hundred percent themselves
1: yeah exactly and it's like i think a lot of times it's like because gender identity is very much like a real thing that you still get a lot of people who who try to make that appeal to their ego You know, so it's like, I think for me, I have yet to find said guy (laughs) 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 who, but yeah, I think now it's like in previous relationships, I definitely went for the more like alpha guy and I assumed more of like the submissive Mm
2: -hmm. role because
1: I always tell people and uh, I feel like for me, I feel like I'm 60 or 70% a woman and then like 30 to 40% a guy, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Got it. So. Interesting. Yeah, because I was just thinking like that that like shift sounds so familiar to you know, people like friends I like female friends I have, for example. It's like when we're younger, we do. We fall for the like hyper masculine, like mm-hmm. you know, the stud. muscular guy
1: with all the like tattoos. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then you're like, oh wait you are a toxic person yeah. or like, or like you don't want to talk about your feelings. So yeah. then over time you kind of, you're like, Oh, <sighs> someone who can just actually have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And
1: it's like emotionally <laughs> available. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Emotionally available. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is, so like now that you've gotten to New York, um, what's, what are you like looking for? Like, what's Ooh, your yeah?
1: The million dollar question. <laughs>
0: what's gonna be your your mo here?
1: <laughs> you, like in regards to dating.
0: Yeah, or just in general.
1: Um, I think just flow. I, that's kind of how I want to approach. Is just to go with the flow and see what happens, and not have a lot of expectations. I think. I mean, this is a place where you could walk out a, your door and there's gonna be a new adventure, you know, and that's kind of how I'm treating it. It's like, I do, I would love to be in a relationship. But at the same time, it's not something that, what I have found in the past is that the more that I force trying to be in a relationship, I just end up with not the right person. Yeah. Yeah. So now I think I'm just like letting the universe like decide like who will ever come into my life. That makes sense.
0: Kind of like that classic, like if it's not hell yes, it's no.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because I think that was another mistake that I used to make all the time was that I would get in relationships because I was afraid of being alone. Like I was just like, I think I would rather be with someone than to be with my own thoughts. But now it's like, I love, I love my alone time. So
0: yeah, no, yeah. totally. I, I feel like I've gone through that same trajectory. Mm-hmm. but it's it's something I've noticed in my current relationship is that it's like you have to keep re-upping on that because mm-hmm. like you go through that thought process you're like, okay, I have you know it, being alone is great, blah, blah blah. but mm-hmm. even in your relationship, you still have to put in the work to maintain your individuality so that you can keep that, I guess I, I guess that feeling that you're good no mm-hmm. matter what. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's also while maintaining your vulnerability to them. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. And I feel like when it comes to uh, relationships, it's like everybody wants to be vulnerable. You know, it's like you want to open up to your partner, but I feel like that's something that, at least from what I've learned, I do sequentially. Because before I used to just dump in the jump in the details and I mean jump in the deep end. Yeah. And some like my boyfriend and be like oh i mean well this guy that i'm dating he'd be like oh how's your day and i'm like well let me just tell you all about my childhood trauma and let's just <laughs> yeah. jump right into it you but now it's like yeah it's like now i think i just try to work them up to it
0: <laughs> yeah cuz you also have to be like respectful of their like boundaries and exactly. stuff exactly yeah i i definitely yeah cuz there's the the phase where you're like okay you're like, okay, I need someone who can handle my emotions, and then you just like you dump all of your emotions mm-hmm. on them, you and you're everything. like, you have to deal with this now, yeah, which is not <laughs> necessarily the right thing either, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So on this podcast, we oftentimes will ask our guests if they have like a special story they want to share, whether it's like funny or um or like emotional about a relationship or hookup that they had. Hmm.
2: A number. One
0: of your numbers. Oh wait, actually, that's actually something I wanted to ask you. Really.
1: (laughs) How many? How many guys? You don't have to say
0: your number, but right before we started recording, we were talking about numbers in the gay
2: community. Oh god.
0: (laughs) Don't say your number if you don't want to. I
1: mean, no, it's fine. I think my number or do (laughs) is probably around like three or four hundred.
0: Yeah, which is, that is a very, very impressive number. I mean, <laughs>
1: holy. I mean, you know, there was just a time where where you just had to go a little wild.
0: Totally, totally understood. Yeah. And you were saying that it's like very, it's a little bit more common in at least the gay male community to yes. have that higher number.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think it, it definitely goes back to the accessibility of sex. Like you could just start. You could send like five messages to a guy on Grinder, and then like ten minutes later, you're at his place. Yeah. So I think it's like because of that, it just yeah, it's just there. It's accessible, you know.
0: I keep going back to this question of like, why is that so hard to imagine in the straight community? <laughs> <laughs> like, can you? I don't. I guess it's partly maybe a safety thing too for yeah, women.
1: I think that's what it is. Like, yeah, gr- like girls definitely have to be smarter when it comes to when it comes to the guys that they are seeing, you know, because yeah, it's like guys are, guys are fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think for like, because of that, there's more, there's more of a courtship. Whereas there is for, for gay men, it's like, we still have the testosterone of any other man, you know? So it's like, we're like, Hey, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. You want, you want to fuck? Sure. Yeah. Let's let's go do it. (laughs) Yeah. So,
0: yeah, it's because I guess if you just think about like your like I guess boyfriends like you know guy friends or whatever and how they're all like yeah we want to hook up I'm not speaking to my boyfriend specifically mm-hmm. or maybe I am no, I'm just <laughs> but like you know and you're like oh well if what if they could just all fuck each other you know yeah and then it's like oh well they can you know? yeah. so yeah so once once you kind of unleash that yeah
1: it's kind of crazy when you uh, at the previous cities that I went to because I was. Um, because I like to have sex a lot, you would go to like these gay parties. And then one time I went with uh, one of my girlfriends and she was like, who have you slept with in this room? And I'm like, you really want to unload that right now? <laughs> I'm like, at least 90% of the people in that's here. Cr-
0: yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Okay. So
1: like an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us. Man, that's tough. Well, I did have this one hookup where he was really cute too. This was in San Francisco and he was staying in this like penthouse suite. So we were like talking, we had like great conversation and we, yeah, we were talking for like three hours and then after we started like going at it and we were making out for a little bit and then he was like, hang on. I want to do something for you. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like laying naked on his bed, (laughs) just waiting for him. But then uh, when he came back out, he was wearing a women's lingerie. Oh,
2: Which is like,
1: I mean, I I didn't mind. But then when he got closer, they kind of smelled. And I was like, this Uh. smells really weird. He's like, oh, I never wash these.
2: Oh my God. (laughs) And I was like,
1: um, okay.
2: What? Yeah. This is horrifying. Yeah.
1: So oh it's like God. we started and then he was like saying some weird things <laughs> like he, uh, I don't know, like he kept saying like mommy and all these other things. And I was like, okay, like this is kind of going down a really weird road. <laughs>
0: Whoa. Yeah, that's a good. One. Like, I feel like you did. You had like no time to prep that story, and you just like yeah.
1: whipped it out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I do have another one. Okay, yeah. Another yep. really good one.
0: I'm. I'm here. I'm so, here
1: for it. <laughs> oh gosh, I cannot believe I'm telling this story. <laughs> <laughs> so, I of course I'm not going to mention his name or anything. But we had been talking for a while when I lived in LA. Yeah. And I liked him. He was this really sweet, like Mormon guy. Mm -hmm. And he was, we just like got into his family history. You know, it's like he seemed very sweet. So after talking with him for about two months, we finally meet up. And the date goes great. We end up going on like two or three more dates. So then by the time we get to like the fourth date, he comes back to my place and we're going at it, mm-hmm. and he randomly says to me, "Well, it wasn't even random; it was intentional." He was like, "Is it okay if I could call you my brother?" Like, call like during sex, if I could call you, I think his like his brother's name was like Jeff or something. So I was like, <laughs> "Uh, that would be kind of weird."
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you like humor him? or Yes, I did. I was <laughs> like, did. we're already in it. So yeah. I'm like, I
1: might as well keep going. But you yeah, then well. he'd be like, he's like, oh yeah, brother. Yeah, brother, do that. But like he like was majorly attracted to his brother. <laughs>
2: And by Whoa. this time, I'm like,
1: okay, I think I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna wait.
0: <laughs> Holy, oh my god, that is a yeah. Well, that's a juicy one. Uh, I mean, see, I feel like if, I would, I would definitely would have done the same thing as you. I would have just been like, okay, let me see if I can get into this and like see how weird it is, yeah. you know. And then, but then I think <laughs> I, I would have been the same as you. I would have been like. It's a lot of brothers. (laughs) Yes,
1: and that's the thing. He had like five brothers. Uh, So, and yeah, and one of them he was incredibly attracted to. So, I mean, that was a little, these things, it's like they happen right at the last minute. And it's like I'm too much of a people pleaser (laughs) in the moment where I'm just like, well, I mean, we're already in it. We might as well keep going.
0: (laughs) Right. When in reality, if you'd said, no, I'd prefer you don't, he probably still would have had sex with you.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I mean...
2: Trust me, with
1: the number of times that he was saying his brother's name, I don't think he would have been turned on (laughs) if he had not.
0: (laughs) I am dying right now. Yeah, that that was crazy. That was
1: tough Like, because I I really liked him too. But then now that I look back, I'm like, wait, why would I like somebody like that?
0: (laughs) I mean, God, it's like, so uh, Olivia and I, uh, my co-host, we were talking about the kinks recently um, Mm -hmm. because she basically had somebody kind of like really infantilize her he's after they had sex he was like
2: Mm.
0: he was like um he's like wait uh shouldn't your underwear have disney princesses on them or something like yeah he was like really like oh and so we were talking we're like this is weird like how do kinks start you know like how do they form but this is a very particular one where he's I mean a particular brother very Oh
1: yeah. And then it's like and I should have gotten the hints because yeah. like before he would always speak so fondly. And I'm like, oh, he just really loves his brother, but that I didn't know it was like literal like sexual intimacy kind of love.
2: <laughs>
0: he would <until> always we- <laughs>
1: speak so
2: fondly. Yeah. You know,
0: I mean part of, I so just like dissecting his attraction a little bit. I'm like, do you think part of it is like being like a closeted you know, gay person in mm-hmm. this community where he can't be himself and then he's surrounded by his brothers. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I, know, think I mean, so. I don't know. Like, like, do you think that has something yeah, to do with it? Yeah,
1: definitely. Like, he was very, like, he grew up very devoutly Mormon. Yeah. You know, so, and it's like, and at the time he was in his early 30s and he had just come out. It's like, wow. he was just, and his family was just not having it. So I think. <sighs>
0: yeah, that's hard. Yeah,
1: so I think having a lot of that time may have Developed something, so that's
0: really interesting. I mean, you wonder how people get those uh, uh, get, or get like incestuous attractions. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it probably has to do with something. It's like forbidden.
1: Yeah, you know? I think that's it. It's like that. It's people want what they can't have, you know. And that was probably that was definitely ring true for him because his brother was also straight. So I mean, mm-hmm. his brother was straight, not also straight.
0: But, yeah, yeah,
1: got it, yeah. got it.
0: Um, so how did you like end things after that?
1: Uh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was just, I think I tried to see it. He was just, it it was tough because we, it was developing into something really great. Like he was a really good guy. I just think after that, it was just a little bit too weird for me to, like, it's nothing against him. It's like, obviously, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, this is not. I think I was like, yeah, I think you need to tell your brother how you feel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what you said? So I was going to ask, like, did you, you confronted him apparently? Like, you you said it. I
1: I sugarcoated it. Like, I didn't want to like, complete, you know, it's like to each their own. Yeah. You weren't
0: like, that was weird for me. You were like.
1: Yeah. I was like, maybe (laughs) need to talk about this with someone, but I don't know.
0: But Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I actually, nothing against your advice, but I'm just trying to picture how this would go down if he like, Told his brother. How
1: he yeah. Tells. Oh, I know. I said it. I was like facetious when I oh, said okay, it. He okay, absolutely okay. should not tell his brother. He should but, not tell his brother. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely very interesting.
0: That is extremely interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you have any other doozies? I guess. I mean.
1: Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. No well, pressure.
0: You've already given us a lot of entertainment.
1: <laughs> I do have another one, and it's not really okay. So let me ask you something. Have yeah. you ever? gotten with a guy who really really likes feet.
0: No, I haven't. Um yeah, Olivia and I were also talking about this a couple Isn't of that ago. like
1: I think it that's like a phenomenon that I just my brain cannot compute. You know, it's like somebody I was actually just having a conversation with one of my uh, other friends about this. And she said, she's like, you have really nice feet. And I was like, (laughs) what does that even mean? Yeah, what is a nice
0: foot? (laughs) Yeah,
1: so I mean, I guess my next story kind of, well, it completely relates to that. But I was um, hooking up with a guy, but then he ended up just licking my toes for like an hour. (laughs) Just worshiping my feet for like an an hour. hour. yeah
0: interesting yeah
1: so he just loved feet and he i mean he he made it aware like Uh, in the beginning he's like i really like feet right like okay cool that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but then after that, it's like, that's what we did the entire time was him <laughs> worshiping my feet.
0: <laughs> the way the way you're describing it too, like what, were, what was going through your head when he was spent an hour licking your feet. I mean-
1: How can I get out of this as quickly as possible? <laughs> I mean, it felt really good. That's the thing. Okay. It's like it did feel amazing. Uh-huh. But I'm also sitting up here laying down. I'm like, OK,
0: I know. Well, did you like I'm try to transition like- it?
1: Yeah. Like I tried to pull him away. Like I would pull him up and start like making out with him, but then he would just, he would just slide (laughs) right back down again.
0: (laughs) I'm dying. Yeah. I actually, I don't think I've heard of it being like that with the feet that somebody Mm -hmm. really wants to like kiss the feet and lick the feet. Mm -hmm. I've more heard of it. Like, like people want. I guess in, in in the in the they want to take the feet and rub them against their penis. That's what I oh, always thought yeah, it was. yeah,
1: I, I, that is pretty common. Like they yeah. they like to put their like dick in between like this spot on yeah. your, on people's what you <laughs> would call it. I just don't get it. You know, it's like to me feet are disgusting. Yeah. Like I'm like dude, this that's so gross. But so many people love feet. I mean, more power yeah. to them. You know, but at the same time, I'm like. What the the foot is? Kind I think of I'm, gross.
0: I'm pretty neutral to feet. I'm I'm not I'm not against it. I'm not in I'm love with them. To feet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm foot neutral, but uh, I I just know my feet. You wouldn't want anywhere near your.
1: Dick. <laughs> Same. Like I'm like, dude, no. My yeah. feet are so gross. But yeah, it's
0: yeah. so funny. Well, let me see where we're at with time. Okay. I feel like is there anything else that you wanted to talk about sorry I'm gonna have him
2: Hmm.
1: I mean no I think we covered a lot of the bases I think when it came to like gay dating and uh, just trying to navigate that like I wish that's something that if I were to tell my younger gay self to be prepared for what's to come yeah I would definitely definitely give him a few pointers
0: I was, yeah, I was going to ask you actually, like, what what advice you would give to, like, your younger self or, you know, something related to that?
1: Trust no one. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, No, I would, uh, yeah, I would definitely just say be smarter. I think when I was younger, I just jumped into situations and I still do that in a lot of ways, but I, the, some of the, people that I met when I was younger were really sketchy. And that's just because I just went in like all doughy. I yeah. like, oh, they're not going to like do anything bad when really they, they do, you know? So it's like, I think
0: mm-hmm. you just
1: have to be careful.
0: And when you say like that they did things bad, like what are you talking? Have you ever felt like unsafe or like? Yeah, is it, definitely. Yeah, really? I mean,
1: yeah, it was just like stuff where like... During intimacy or anything, it was just getting kind of sketchy. Like oh, they were wow. just very much into, I mean, at least in this one situation, it's like I the whole BDSM thing. Yeah. But it was like to a next level mm-hmm. and it wasn't, we hadn't established like a safe word or anything like that. So. Yeah. And,
0: and that's like not very BDSM so to, to act like that because like right. you're you're supposed to be like a huge part of the BDSM community is consent.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think like he he took advantage of that because I was so naive to everything, you know. Yeah. So I think like at the time that didn't I, I just learned after that that you just have to be smart with who, I mean with anybody, but especially yeah. in the gay community because some some people
0: There's can be violence. The best
1: intentions. Yeah, Yeah, there's
0: violence just like there is, you Mm -hmm. know, in any, I guess, sexual community. It's funny how like I feel like sexuality is just such a breeding ground for like violence. Mm -hmm. Because it is such an act of vulnerability.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think sex like allows people to to express what they're actually feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, and that and that's like what happened in this situation was like he was totally different than what had happened like with that. So I think. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Yeah. So it's like like, flipped
1: it. Yeah, he flipped. So it's like now it's just being smarter and having better judgment with the people that you come across. So
0: I wish there was some way for you to be able to like warn the next people.
1: Yeah. About that. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like I do. I do see like (laughs) younger gay men, like at least in the other cities that I have lived in. And that they, you know, it's like they go in, there are so many places in this country where it's like, you still can't be yourself, you know? Yeah. So when they're in an environment where they could do whatever they want, it's like, of course you're going to jump in to whatever is going to gonna be there. Totally. So it's like, yeah, I would definitely just warn them to be, to just be, be cautious. 100%.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it definitely... Feels like, and I, I kind of wonder if there's something that happens too, where, um, you know, it's such a like the community is so, I guess, non-monogamous, free love, whatever. Mm -hmm. There's so much like casual sex that happens. I wonder if like people get emotionally hurt a lot because.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. You go in there
0: wanting love, and then
1: yeah and that's like what makes it tough having gay friends it's like of course like I do have gay friends but at the same time it's like because there's that added complexity where this person may either be your friend or your romantic partner Mm -hmm. there's just this whole different dynamic like even in the past it's like I would be I would really like somebody in the friend group and they didn't reciprocate it so Mm -hmm. then it's like you have to like you know, it's like you have to distance yourself from it. So
0: got it. Okay, okay, got it. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, you kind of would get like rejected.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then
0: you're like, okay, well, there goes that friendship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, but it's um, but yeah, I mean, it's fun. I love my community. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. I feel like it's, it is such a cool community, especially, I mean, especially in cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel a little bit bad for people who have to, who don't have as much of a community in like smaller towns or something. And yeah. they don't get to be a part, like, like you said, it's just a little bit harder for them to mm-hmm. feel like they can a hundred percent be themselves.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. But also like, I don't know. I think, I feel like hopefully that's changing across the country mm-hmm. a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's getting a lot better. You know, it's like there still are a lot of communities. I just hope one day society in the world sees that it's really not that big of a deal. You know, it's like we're all just still people, you know. So it's like I think it still baffles me whenever I leave like a city. And then after people still have these very stark views on the LGBTQ plus community. I
0: also strongly believe that all of us are... A little bit like pansexual,
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. It's just like I
0: don't think that there's like a full header. Like it's funny how we they're put in these like little slots. It's like heterosexual, mm-hmm. bisexual, homosexual. Exactly. Like that doesn't feel real to me. Like it's more of a spectrum, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's like <laughs> it's more a matter of clicking with the person, not the label, you know? It's so yeah. I completely agree.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just makes me think. Like you're seeing, um, like you see a lot more like straight women willing to experiment with women than mm-hmm. you do straight men willing to experiment with
1: men. I know, it's such a tragedy.
0: What is, like, I I guess last thing, to t- last topic, I'm just curious, like, what's your experience been with, like, the straight male community? Mm. Like, have you <laughs> had any run-ins? <laughs>
1: oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's hit or miss, you know. I think there are, what I like, I... I love it when a straight man doesn't care, you know? It's like they're just, they love you for who you are, but you still have, at least for me, like I think when people first meet me, they assume Mm -hmm. that I'm like a straight guy. Yeah. But then after when I get to know them a little bit more, it makes them, like my presence makes them uncomfortable, you know, because it's like they think that, I don't know, it's it's weird. So it's like when I meet a straight guy who doesn't care or who doesn't feel that like, uneasiness oh it means the world
0: yeah yeah 100 yeah and I was kind of also thinking like from a sexual standpoint like have you hooked up with people like helped people experiment or you know oh, like, definitely and what's that ex- what's that experience been like for you
1: um <laughs> it's been it's been beautiful and but also uh tough yeah What I think of right now was there was this guy that I really, really liked in San Francisco. And he was in the military, you know, and he wasn't out to anybody. Yeah. But yeah, I really, I liked him. And behind closed doors, it's like he could be himself, you know? And it's like, we just had this really cool dynamic. But as soon as we went out in public, I was just one of his like friends, you know? So like, that's what was really tough. So I think... There are. I think that there is a much larger population of um, "quote unquote" straight men who either would dabble or have dabbled hooking up with other guys. I just think Agreed. we still live in this very patriarch patriarchal, patriarchal mm-hmm. society, so I think there's still this this pressure for men. Like, there, I think that's. One of the things that is sad is because what the hell am I trying to say? My like thoughts are all over the place.
0: (laughs) No, you're fine. But
1: um, I think one of the things is that straight men don't have. I feel like they feel that they don't have that flexibility to experiment with other men because I agree. Yeah, because I I feel bad for them. Yeah, dude. Same. I
0: feel like like you're like missing out, you know,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: on on that experience.
1: Oh, it's amazing. I love it. But yeah, I think (laughs) my experiences in the past is that each of them has been on their own journey. Like I have uh, gotten with guys who were previously I've like unfortunately I've slept with married guys who Mm -hmm. were married to women and like had kids. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like that was bad. Christian should not have done that. But. But yeah, I it's think it's also
0: not your responsibility to like make that decision. And I yeah. kind of I feel like I have like a little bit more empathy in that situation for them because it's like they're trying to figure out their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And you hear stories of people doing that and then they eventually come out and then they can actually be who they are. And yeah. you know, and it's through them actually having those experiences that they're able to, to realize that that's what they need. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And that's and that's what made some of it beautiful because it's like I would get with guys who had been with straight, like in their previous life, but now it's like they're living their best gay life, Yeah, you know? So it's like, I think in those scenarios where I have seen uh, seen them be okay with being themselves, it's like that, those are awesome. It's just the ones who still decide to hide that I'm like, this is 2022, you know? It's like, I we're know. good.
0: I know, I know. But then you still have people who, yeah, like there's still a lot of the country who, I don't know,
1: like There's still just, that pressure. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's so
0: weird. I mean, when we were kids, like, it was totally different,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think. So we've, we've come a long way, but we still have a huge segment of our, you know, population in the U.S. who is way more conservative about those things, I yeah, guess. Definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, like, even for me, whenever I go home, I ha- I feel like I have to act like straight Christian, you know? Yeah. So it's like I have to go back in that uh, in that identity that I grew up with, so.
0: yeah. 100%. I'm kind of feeling bad that our whole conversation has also been about the fact that you are gay, too, because I'm like, you're more than that, you know? Um, it's, I guess it, it seemed a natural thing to talk about just because it's like part of your sexual history mm-hmm. and all of that, too, but do you ever feel like, I guess, a frustration around that as well? That it like it kind of has to be a part of your identity or I don't know?
1: Um, It depends. You know, I think when... I because you know dating and being with guys and stuff it's like that is i I don't, know, I don't really want to say this, but it's like that <laughs> is something to. that is like very normal in my daily life you yeah, know I'm talking course. about relationships and stuff so yeah. it's like in that sense, definitely but I think whenever so like here in the city it's like I feel fine, you know it's like right. no one no one cares because yeah. everybody is who they are here but of it's course. like whenever I go back home, then yeah, it becomes this whole thing where it's like, you have to, and that like, that can get a little bit annoying, like having to explain that a lot. But at the same time, it's like, I appreciate their curiosity about it. And
0: then you kind of think that, you know, just, I guess, talking more about it. I mean, it kind of, it's, it's unfair to Mm -hmm. have to be like the person who represents, you know, that experience or whatever, like that is frustrating, and that's what I hope that this isn't, you know, so I apologize. Oh, no, not
1: at all. No, this has been awesome. No, (laughs) I I love it, and that's the thing. It's that, like, it's a whole different world, you know, and I think it's like talking about it and making people um, more aware of how it works. It's like, I think, you know, knowledge is power, so I think that kind of helps demystify
0: some stuff. 100%. And I also, I feel like it's like, I just, I feel like at least for me, just about anything related to sexuality and Mm -hmm. just life in general, like the more that I learn about it, the more I'm curious about it, just the more like, I feel like everything is connected. Like, I feel like everything becomes normalized. Like nothing's Mm -hmm. weird to me in a lot of ways. I mean, I did just laugh at somebody who called you his brother during sex, but you know, <laughs> yeah. But like it, it kind of just is like, it's so humanizing, I guess. Yeah, you know?
1: exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I think for me, it's only, I think the only time it gets annoying is when it's truly ignorance. You know, right. like I think sometimes I've talked to people and they would ask something like they'd be like, Oh man, what's a, what's a good example I can't really think of one. Like they would, anal sex. They're like, well, how do you like, it's not a vagina. So how do you like get turned on to it? I'm like, I mean, (laughs) what's one plus one? Is the sky blue? You know, it's like, this is just being gay. I know. Also (laughs) like,
0: are they not having anal sex with their girlfriend?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs)
0: They're missing out. And I
1: do want to, I do want to dispel. It's like, I think in this conversation, I brought up a lot of like, some things that I hope to change in the community. But I also love, like, I love the gay community. You know, it's like, I've met so many wonderful people and it's like, it's just, yeah, I wouldn't change a thing.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. Like, I feel like I just meet so many awesome people who are part of that community. And I think that there's, a certain amount of self-awareness that you have to have to kind of like make that decision to go full on, to embrace yourself
2: yes, and and,
0: and anything that you are. And that's what's kind of, I think, so inspiring, if I can like use that word, about um, people who are, I guess, yeah, just people are embracing themselves. People, trans people, like mm-hmm. I love seeing that because it's just like, that's so awesome to see somebody just own their own like their own desires be and they're
1: comfortable like, with who they actually are exactly yeah. be
0: comfortable with who like just fully say like this is I'm just gonna do what I want mm-hmm. do what feels right to me
1: completely like, agree really cool. yeah I mean yeah. that's something that took it definitely and I think that's why I had a lot of like toxic traits when I was younger because it's like I wanted to be like the like the masculine like yeah. bro guy you know yeah. because it's like I felt like just due to my appearance, that's what I should be. But then now it's like, as I've gotten older, it's like I embrace like the feminine and the masculine Mm -hmm. equally, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and also just, Uh, to relate to that I think that just when we're younger like we're all insecure trying to be someone else. (laughs) Yeah
1: that's very true. (laughs) Yeah that's a good point.
0: (laughs) Yeah I feel like I've like embraced more of my like not maybe probably not to the extreme but like more of my masculine side Mm -hmm. also as I've gotten older because I'm just like eh whatever I don't have to be a woo girl to you you know. Yeah. I can be it can be I can release my cunty side from time to time.
1: <laughs> I feel like it's it's a spectrum, you know. It's like I think wherever you fall along that spectrum is like who you are.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today, and um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody.
2: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you are and I don't care who knows it? thanks for listening to what's your number this episode was produced by Olivia and Mariah music is by no fancy editing and mastering by lightning the cavern works you can learn more about us and check out our blog at whatsyournumberpod.com and if you enjoyed what you heard today leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades